Hello and welcome to Insights, the podcast with your host, Joe Parnay. Join me in this deep exploration of our personal journeys from ambition to meaning, where we stop living life fast and start living life deep. This is a journey of waking up and realizing that our lives have never been about us, but about others. True success leaves positive ripple effects on other souls. I believe that success needs to be redefined from our own personal ambitious endeavors to be redefined as the value that we leave and give to others around us. Join me now as we begin this journey to deeper connections, even more fulfillment, some fun, curiosity, life, love, and all good things. Your deeper journey from ambition to meaning starts right now. Well, hello and welcome. It's Joe. Welcome to episode 50. I'm so wrapped to get to 50. It's great. (laughs) My wife turned 50 a few days ago. I turned 50 this year. And this is episode 50. Must be something about the number 50 in the year 2020. There you go. Anyway, I hope you're all well. And today what we're going to talk about is the, the, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the journey of ambition to meaning and how Let's just hop into it now. Let's just get talking. What, what do you think? Um, and as of the recording of this, if you happen to be listening to this, just a very quick housekeeping. If you're listening to this before October 22, um, we've got uh, the, the final free intro to extended disc. So that's the behavioral profiling free intro training that uh, is going on on October 22, 23. So if you're fascinated by the world of energetic and behavioral profiling, um, there's a free event going on there for it's a public event. So on Zoom, 100% on Zoom, and that is the final one for 2020. And I'll be doing another one uh, to start the year 2021. It'll be sometime around February or March, I dare say. Anyway, so let's hop into today's chat. Today's chat is about the difference between waking up and growing up, and that's what I want to uh, share insight on. So, in a lot of the earlier episodes of my podcast series here. You would have heard me talk about uh, or share with you the language of the journey of ambition to meaning. I've got to tell you now, um, with all these years of doing this work, and uh, and most recently, this year has been quite amazing, this, this year of 2020, uh, other than the obvious of COVID and all the stuff that's going on with that. But what I'm talking about is uh, I've had a very fortunate, blessed opportunity to be able to train and speak to so many different audiences that previously uh, I probably would never have had the opportunity to speak to, Um, you know, from, um, uh, you know, federal government lawyers through to uh, corporate middle management, corporate senior management, uh, primary schools, principals, teachers in Catholic primary schools, um, experts in the field of health and fitness, um, you know, and on it goes. Uh, real estate agencies, clients of my real estate agencies that I've been doing some trainings for. And what I love, and the reason why I'm sharing all this with you, like talking about all these different groups, is because fundamentally we're all the same. We're all on the same journey of ambition to meaning. And this is such a fundamental journey to understand and grasp and become aware of. And I was just talking with a couple of friends uh, only earlier today, and uh, and this language of growing up and waking up just sort of came through as we were talking. And what I want to share with you is that the ambition-driven world 
is all about growing up. It's about growing up in the skills that we're developing for ourselves and the experiences that we're having and, and whatever it is that we're building, whether we're building wealth, building a family, building a team, building a business, building a life, building a relationship, building a marriage, or even literally building a house. The ambition-driven world is all about growing in responsibility. And um, what I want to share with you here is that, you know, the core driving questions that we know from the ambition-driven world, the identity, the central, the centerpiece of who we think we are, is all very much externally driven by the questions, what do you think of me and what can I get? Um, and whilst that sounds negative, it's actually just part of the journey of us growing up. And as we expand into our responsibilities, I know that I've I've spoken about this in so many different ways with so many different audiences, and that is that we all get to a point where life starts to become vacuous. Something becomes, I, I guess you could say, aspects of our lives become missing. There's missing bits. Um, we're doing all the right things. We're developing our careers. We're investing our money or doing whatever floats our boat, and yet there's something missing on the inside. And the ambition-driven world is all about growing up and taking responsibility and all those wonderful things and becoming a you know an, an adult and all that kind of stuff, literally and figuratively and psychologically. But there gets there gets a point. It gets to a point where we continue to evolve to a whole new level of awareness, and that's when we start entering into what's called the meaning-driven world. And the fundamental difference between the meaning-driven world and the ambition-driven world is that the meaning-driven world is about waking up. Waking up to what? Waking up from what? And that's what I want to share with you here. So let me just say that again. The ambition-driven world is all about growing up and growing into our roles that society determines for us, growing into the roles that we determine for us, growing into the roles of the expectations of our parents, our bosses, our clients, our husbands, our wives, our children, all those roles that we play in order to be part of society. And that's all fine and well, but I'm telling you with the deepest of certainty that the pathway there, the, the destination of the ambition-driven world is we all get to a point where we're looking for more depth. We're looking for more meaning. We're looking for more fulfillment. The priority of the ambition-driven world is to grow up and get happy, whereas the meaning-driven world is about waking up. Now, waking up to what? Waking up to who we really are. What does that even mean? Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to go on a bit of an organic, off-road, uh, esoterical kind of whatever conversation. And, you know, some people might label this as uh, magical thinking. But let me tell you, magical thinking is just simply something that is beyond the scope. You know, the thinking around something that is mystifying or can't be proven with facts is just something that is, exists outside or beyond our model of the world. You know that anything that we experience that it can't be explained, that we can't explain to ourselves because it sits outside our model of the world, we either label it as a miracle because we just don't understand it. That was just magical, a miracle, miraculous how that thing happened, whatever that thing was. It's because we can't explain it to ourselves. If our belief system could explain whatever that experience was, it wouldn't be a miracle. It would be normal, whatever that is, right? And sometimes I believe that some people, you know, will, will flip into calling something magical thinking because it can't be explained with facts. And let me tell you, the meaning-driven world, the further and the deeper that you go into it, as you progress from the states person archetype into the spirit archetype, you're waking up to connecting with your higher self. 
And there's a massive difference between our higher selves and our small self or our egocentric self. Because as we know, and if you've been following my work for a number of years, uh, you might be familiar with um, how in the ambition-driven world, it's, it's egocentric identity. It's all about me, 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 and about all the roles that we play and all those wonderful things. Now, I don't want to minimize all that because that's part of our journey. But in the meaning-driven world, we become aware that there's so much too, so much more to the existence of consciousness beyond everyday experiences. The irony is that in the meaning-driven world, everyday experiences that might have been mundane and boring in the ambition-driven world become incredible. Just sitting under a tree and connecting to nature becomes a whole different level of experience. In the meaning-driven world, we wake up from, we begin to wake up from the stupor that we've been in. You know, all the roles that we've played and the energy that we've invested into being something that we aren't necessarily, that we're not necessarily being or not necessarily are, if, if that makes any sense at all. So in the meaning-driven world, it's about waking up to our souls, waking up to our spirit, waking up to the new version of the value system that we've evolved into. It's waking up to our higher self, to consciousness itself, to the seer of what's being seen, to the observer that's doing all the observing, to the witnesser of the witness, to the whatever it is that's looking through your eyes and my eyes. I was just listening to one of my favorite all-time uh, teachers, bless his soul, rest in peace, Ram Das. And I love Ram Das because he's a spiritual teacher and he's so grounded and, and every day in how he explains things. And he, he talks about how when he was born, he took on this spacesuit, you know, the spacesuit being our body. And, and you've heard me say this before in, um, in similar terms or um, paralleling terms where I've quoted C.S. Lewis to you, where I've said, you know, C.S. Lewis is um, one of his famous quotes is that, um, you know, we don't, um, we're not, we're not, we're not, um, how do we say it? How does he say it? He says, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. What you have is a body. And I love that quote from C.S. Lewis. And Ram Dass says a similar thing in his own language in that, we're born into this spacesuit that is not who we are. And then we become convinced as we grow up, taking on all of the worldly responsibilities of finances and family and all those things, which I'm not minimizing. It might sound like my tone is, but believe you me, I'm not. I think these are, these are wonderful experiences. But if we define ourselves one-dimensionally purely by that role of father, business owner, team member or whatever, and that's it, um, we're going to get to a point where we're going to be searching for answers and we're going to be falling off the metaphorical cliff in terms of wondering, you know, what is life really all about? So he talks about this space suit and he says how, you know, as he went progressed through life, how, you know, he became convinced that who he is and who he was was his space suit, his body. And, and, and then you're interacting with all these other people who are also convinced that they are, you know, in this space suit. And he said that, you know, for him, there came a point where he began to wake up. Um, he specifically mentions a life-defining moment in 1961 when it was the first time that um, he took uh, psilocybin, which is, of course, a mind-altering, consciousness-altering, perception-altering, perspective-shifting um, chemical substance that uh, makes you connect with what is similar, what is the same between you, me, and every other living being on the planet. See, the ego is looking for disparity. In the ambition-driven world, it's looking for differences. The ambition-driven world is driven by significance. You know, the only way we know whether we're any good in the ambition-driven world is in comparison to other people. 
whether we're faster, slower, better, better looking, worse looking, good looking, ugly, whatever. They're all judgy sort of calls that are based on an egocentric existence that is influenced by an external force, which is whatever it is out there. Because as we know, the ambition-driven world is driven by those core driving questions. What do you think of me and what can I get? So when we grow out of that and we start to wake up, and, and, and I love Ram Dass's language around his first experience of psilocybin because the, and that took him on a journey for you know 30 years taking um, uh, mind-altering substances so he could experience altered states of consciousness. Now, let me be very, very clear here in what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to go and do that because I haven't done that in my life. Not that I'm saying to you all because I haven't done it, you shouldn't do it. That's not what I'm saying. But I found that uh, just taking on the journey organically and... Um, listening to wonderful people like Ram Dass and other teachers like him have, have inspired me to grow into this meaning-driven world where we begin to wake up. We wake up from our roles. We begin to wake up from old identities. We begin, we begin to wake up and realize that we are so much more than our ego. We begin to realize we wake up from not defining ourselves purely by the roles that we play in that egocentric existence, where we begin to expand into our hearts, into our souls, and we begin to realize that we are part of a larger fabric, that our lives have never been about us, that our lives have always been about others. It's like what I often say in all my training sessions with all my beautiful groups of different people from all walks of life. I always I give this example of every cell in every living organism, whether it's an insect, a plant, or a human being, or an animal, every cell only exists for one reason. It exists because it is contributing to the whole. That cell that's in that leaf, if it's not contributing to whatever the whole system is of the leaf, nature will annihilate it. And when a cell is not contributing to the whole, it gets annihilated by nature. And what happens is you and I, we are cells of the fabric of humanity. So in the meaning-driven world, when we're waking up, we begin to realize, oh my Lord, my life was actually never about me. It's always been about my contribution to others. However that is, as a parent, as a business owner, as a team member, whatever role that you play. And I think that is fundamental to the journey of waking up to our soul and redefining who we are, where we move away from all the accolade and we move toward the legacy that we're building and then beyond that, beyond that into the world of spirit. So um, the, the deeper we get into the waking up aspect of ourselves, the more aligned we become to nature and become even more consciously aware of that alignment and how it feels, how it looks, and how it sounds. And that's the journey. As Earl Nightingale said, you know, stop living life fast and start living life deep. That was, to me, his language of the ambition to meaning transition. And a lot of you who have been supporting me on this podcast series, who I, all of you, I deeply, deeply appreciate. I love it when I get, you know, a message on Messenger or a comment on LinkedIn somewhere or people saying to me how they've loved the podcast and, and enjoyed this episode or that episode, it means the world to me because here I am in my little study in my little city here in Melbourne and to know that it's reaching people from all around the world is just so bloody exciting. So anyway, um, the point I want to make is <laughs> that the journey of ambition to meaning is the journey of becoming, evolving from growing up into waking up where... If you notice this, that whenever you are triggered by life, when, you, when somebody's comment triggers something in you, when you get into an argument state, it's not your higher self that's responding. It's your small self that's reacting. And that's the ego self. 
The ego self has got plenty to defend and lots to prove. Whereas the soul, the bigger self, the higher self, the aspect of us that defines the meaning-driven world, the aspect of ourselves that we're waking up to, you can't offend that part because that part knows that that part that's in me is in you. And that part that's in you, which is in me, is the same part. And it's almost like we're all droplets of the same ocean. That's what consciousness is. It's the, the source. God, call it whatever you want. Call it whatever label you want. We are part of that. And the, as, we're, as, as droplets of God or droplets of the ocean or droplets of consciousness or droplets of awakening, the more we become aware of that, the less we get triggered by everyday stuff and the more deeper we get to live our life and the more we're able to contribute to others. And by contribution, I'm not talking about changing the world and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about how you carry yourself in the street, your attitude when you're walking through your local supermarket aisle and how you connect with a total stranger just by a nod of the head or a little gentle smile or even saying hello or something like that. It changes every aspect of our psychology. So the meaning-driven world is about waking up. The ambition-driven world is about growing up. And it's very difficult to wake up without growing up. Is it possible to wake up without growing up? Sure, it's possible. But you're probably going to have a really difficult time living on planet Earth dealing with everyday physical responsibilities. So my, my, my experience of my life so far is that I've gone through the journey of growing up and I'm still growing up. We will always be growing up. Now what's happened is the evolution is about waking up, waking up to who am I really? Who are you really? Where is the connection between you and me where we are the same? And from a divine perspective, we are the same. It's where we're all separated and different is in all of our opinions of what's going on. And all those opinions are extensions of ego and all the roles that we play. And it's fear. I'll tell you this. I, 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 I got this from Paul Selig, S-E-L-I-G. Thanks, Leanne Coots, for putting me, putting me onto Paul Selig. If you're listening in, love you. Um, he says that fear is, uh, is, no, actually, he didn't say this. Neil Donald Walsh said this. Anyway, it doesn't matter who said it. Someone Paul said it, right? That fear is distorted, is love distorted or distorted love. Because if everything is love and there is only one source, and that source is divine love, and everything in everywhere is from that one source, then fear, which is an expression of ego, that expression of mini self or small self, that can only be distorted love. It's a distortion of the truth, the distortion of who we really are. Anyway, I don't know if any of this is making sense. I have been inspired to go on a bit of a ramble here, and I just wanted to get all this out while this was fresh in my neurology. And I just wanted to get the language across to you that there's a fundamental difference between growing up and waking up. And it gets to a point in the ambition-driven world where we've grown up. We've grown up in our responsibilities. We've grown, we've grown up financially. We've grown up in our skills, and we've grown up in what we're on about and what we're, who we're becoming in all the roles that we play. And then our priorities change. We evolve into a new set of values in the meaning-driven world where our life becomes about others. Our life becomes about contribution. Our life becomes about adding value. And then we get curious about who we really are and waking up, waking up out of the matrix to whatever the source is, 
whatever the God is that you believe in, whatever it is that you believe consciousness is. And let me tell you that the closer I move to the fourth identity phase that I'll talk about in my work, which is the archetype of spirit that Carl Jung spoke about, which is defined by the question, what am I? The closer I get to that in my sensitivities and awarenesses, the more at peace I feel, the more at peace I feel. And as I've shared on many other podcasts and lots of my trainings, that the majority of cases of anxiety and depression, and I'm saying this with the utmost respect, if you're listening to this and you've been suffering from anxiety and depression, I'm not taking anything away from the reality of what you're going through. Let me be very clear on that. But let me share this with you as well, is that in the majority of cases, not all, but in the majority of cases of anxiety and depression, it's an identity crisis. There is an identity confusion and or we've outgrown our old identity and it's like the um, the butterfly can't relate to the caterpillar anymore it just it can't relate and if we're a butterfly and we still think we're a caterpillar and playing the role of caterpillar but we can't play that role as well as we used to anymore because we're, we are now a butterfly man you're going to experience anxiety and depression like depression is often a very normal response to a very difficult situation and when there's identity confusion um, that's a difficult situation. And that's perhaps the scope of another conversation for another episode. Anyway, episode 50, it's done. I'm wrapped. Thank you for being with me throughout this whole journey. We continue upwards and onwards. And uh, I trust you enjoyed today's insights. And uh, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And if you're in one of my live trainings that I do on Zoom every week, every week or every month, Look forward to reconnecting with you in our next session, wherever your walk of life is. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And I'll see you in the next episode or I'll hear, you'll hear from me in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you. I'm Joe Pane, and you've been listening to Insights, the podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. You can now follow my insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm looking forward to being with you again very soon in the next episode of Insights, the podcast.